Petri Dish is a product of Petri Dish Media, all rights reserved. Petri Dish is a science comedy podcast and should not be used as medical advice. Do not get medical advice from a podcast. And therefore, as a free man, I take pride in the words, Ich bin ein Science! Science! I know the human being and science can coexist peacefully. This was their finest. Welcome to Petri Dish. I'm Nathan. And I'm Sean. So guys, this is our influenza part two. You know, we're actually recording this uh, a little bit later than our first episode because I actually had a cold. Um, <laughs> Let's see, it's not the flu. Yeah, I think so. That's a different disease. Yeah. You know, sometimes time is good. I actually had this funny epiphany about influenza. Okay. That's where the name flu comes from. And I'm not making a joke. Like, I, <laughs> like, like, like I'd always this whole time been like, why wow, influenza is such a specific name and flu is so funny. <laughs> flu. <laughs> like a bird. Wow. Maybe it's because the birds got the flu. I swear to God, I was looking at the word influenza in your notes today. I was sitting there in my chair, all tabbing between that and total war <laughs> as, as a chaos dwarfs faction. Sure. And I was like looking at the word influenza. Camera pans in on the flu part in the middle of influenza. <laughs> cut to me. Cut back to FLU. Cut back to me. Cut back to FLU. And I was like, whoa! <laughs> I swear to fucking God, it's uh, the first time I thought it. That is, that's moderately sad. <laughs> I mean, you know. <laughs> like, like, listen, are you there with me right now? Like, I swear to fucking God, it's like 4 p.m. today. That is tough. That is tough. But, dear listeners, if you just had that same epiphany, I still like you. Yeah. I just want you to know. Is he still like me? We're moving on. All right. So, guys, last week, uh, I was, I was I genuinely too taken aback by that realization to remember what we talked about last week. What did we do last week? So, last week, we basically went over a little bit of background information on the flu, but then dived as quickly as we could into the recent the flu that's been kind of hitting the birds, you right? Kept the, the topical. The highly pathogenic avian influenza. It's weird to know that Vox listens to us and as quickly as possible writes up a hackneyed article about our content. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah. you know, as Nathan is alluding to, yeah. there's a lot of dead birds out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This flu is wiping them out. Yeah. And, hey, you know, it kind of depends on how you feel about birds, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? Like, well, they certainly don't serve an ecological niche. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. Nathan's so naughty. But anyway, so that's what we were talking about last time, right? Is, like, yeah. the kind of current events type stuff. Yeah, but now we're going to go to the boring stuff. Well, not the meat. I think this is the sexy I, shit. I like this part. I like this shit. Today, we're going to talk about the history of in flu penza. Excellent. Yeah. Let's get into it. All right. So your notes start here with a very provocative title. A family of viruses. Yeah. Yes. The squid and the whale. Yeah. yeah. So, so in contrast to our pretty new buddy SARS-CoV-2, which emerged fairly recently and has been pretty naughty, influenza is a much older disease. Right. Okay. Is it from like all time? <laughs> 
I, I mean, mean have, have, have people always had flus? So probably, probably. Yeah. And I mean, I, I will say, you know, SARS-CoV-2 is maybe like a very, very recent kind of thing. Right. But there are other diseases like HIV. It goes back to the 80s when the CIA invented it, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they just injected it into the chicken nuggets. Well, they made they made COVID and they made AIDS. And they're like, uh, well, what's going to be worse? They're like, we'll do this one first. Yeah, yeah, we'll save this for like a particularly bad election cycle. <laughs> That's great. That's great. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, I don't believe any of that. Yeah. I just, I'm, I'm on this one Discord chat. <laughs> <laughs> um, so... There are some references to epidemics of diseases that could be the flu from, like, the 12th century and shit like that, okay? Uh, But the first well-recorded influenza pandemic is from the 1500s. And that was the 1510 influenza pandemic that started in East Asia, maybe China, and spread along trade routes to the Middle East and then North Africa and then Europe. It Uh, does seem like it all starts in China, always. Do you have a theory on why that is? Was there like a Wuhan influenza institute during the <laughs> Ming dynasty? Like what? Just like the Black Death, you know? Like Black Death, was there like a fucking Yuan Black Death Institute? I don't I don't know if there's... Uh, first of all, I don't know if it is more frequently China than anywhere else based on like a per capita, how yeah, many people were we living We probably in China. do just pattern recognize now. Whenever you say <laughs> made in China, you're like, wee 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 you know, <laughs> so I, I don't know if per capita they have more of that anyway, but right. I will say that for a lot of diseases like this, uh, it ends up being a numbers game in terms of how many people are interacting with other animal species with, with birds and pigs in this instance. Right. And China, man, China, human bird pigs. They fucking are. They've been doing human it for thousands pig. of it, years. Human bird pig reminds me of that uh, Donald Trump took that mental test or whatever. He <laughs> was like, man, wife, dog, computer. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, you remember that? He had to like, he had to like well, remember I was thinking, There was um, a South Park episode that was making fun of climate change uh-huh. where Al Gore thought that there was this monster called a man bear pig that was clearly not real. Well, I But then like a decade later... Uh, they had decided that climate change was in fact real and actually had like an apology episode of sorts, if you will, <laughs> where there was really truly a man bear pig. Yeah, I remember man bear pig. Although, of pig. course, in Imagination Land, man bear pig was made real because things people imagine come into our world. Wow. I know, dude. I know. I've seen a lot that's of that's actually. actually called the tulpa. <laughs> really? Yeah, a tulpa is sort of like a thought form uh, I... spirit thing. That comes into the real world based off of people imagining its I existence. I did know. I just read about that because there is an indie video game. That's a horror video game where you oh, control cool. a guy's face. Oh, shit. And the characters interact with the face. And it turns out that he is embodied by a tulpa. Oh, scary. Who kind of like the player kind of is on yeah, some level. Yeah, that's freaky, man. But yeah, I should send you an article about it. It supposedly was quite good. Nice. Okay. So he that was the. murdered somebody. Oh, shit. Well, maybe then that means you murdered them. Yeah, it kind of is, you know. Because it's you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, there was the 1510 influenza pandemic. You're like getting it. <laughs> there was another one, too, the 1557, and that traveled along pretty much the same route. Uh, eventually. Also China. <laughs> also eventually spreading to the Americas, actually. And in this case, the flu arrived in Europe during the same year that Europe was hit with plague, typhus, measles, and smallpox. So, it really kind of sucked yeah. in Europe. Do you think we'd full-ass not have any of these problems if we are just all Jewish? Why? Because we need pig. Oh, like if no one ever. Yeah. But see, we would still be eating birds. Yeah, that's true. 
and, uh, and so we get bird, some, birds yeah, are the yeah, ones we're gonna that talk are about like, birds yeah so you know I, I i wouldn't be too quick to blame the pigs although the pigs i mean they do play an important role we'll see that later yeah okay okay, okay. listeners you're gonna hear about it later all right well anyway so we have these so we have in the 1500s a couple different influenza pandemics yeah so, you know, in terms of recorded history, this is the kind of thing that we're seeing, right? But when we look genetically at different kinds of influenza and different strains and everything like that, we actually see a considerably longer history, okay? And so out of influenza viruses, there are four main species, and they're just lettered. So influenza A, influenza B, C, and D. We talked about this a little bit in the first episode. Right. A and B are the big, big babies, right? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. D so, we don't care about. Right. Uh, we didn't even know about D until, like, uh, a few decades ago. Right. We had no idea it existed. Um, so they're all part of the genus uh, Orthomyxovirus, and like you said, A and B are the big ones. A is the one that has the most pandemic potential. Uh, B does infect people, especially, like, in the seasonal sense. There's pretty much always a strain of B running around, but so it's, it's really A. let's say influenza A. So that's a species. Mm -hmm. Does that... Mess up multiple animals? Yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah, All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what I will say, though, is that, you know, out of these different influenza viruses, they've been found in pretty much every mammal we've ever looked at. Okay. So dogs, cats, they all have influenza viruses, pigs, obviously. But as you know, birds are not mammals, and it also infects birds. But it doesn't stop there. Amphibians have influenza viruses. Reptiles have influenza viruses. Fish, insects actually have influenza viruses that infect them, okay? And in fact, this group of viruses has probably been evolving alongside of us for basically the whole existence of animals, like any animal. There's probably been an influenza that infected it, going back hundreds of millions of years. And it's just been our companion this whole time. Mm. And so while influenza is ancient in its origin. Its genetic diversity today is actually much more narrow than it should be. Like, oh, out, of, out of the influenza that can infect people and uh, can infect other mammals, there was probably something called a selective sweep back in the 1800s. Ah, so, like a government agency. <laughs> made sure there was only one influenza. I guess technically they had government agencies in the 1800s. Yeah, I don't think yeah. of them as particularly like effective. Like the alienist. Theo <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> yeah. like Roosevelt. That was the early 1900s, but yes. I That's agree. what they called him in the city was Theo Roosevelt. <laughs> Theo. Um, so, He's uh, like, it's Theo to you. <laughs> so um, what a selective sweep is is that probably because there was enough international travel and everything like that happening right. starting in the 1800s. Right. Like, really kicking off in the 1800s. That influenza strains could actually globally disseminate relatively quickly. Right. And some of them appeared to just be better or more popular than others and wiped out entire genetic lineages of influenza. That's interesting. And so in the 1800s, we actually, we actually lost a lot of influenza genetic diversity. Um, and then it's kind of been building back up since then with the evolution of new strains. Would you say that's a good or a bad thing? Because <laughs> we I, always I want to guess that it's good. Well, because you know sometimes I feel like I feel like in so many subjects we're like, oh, genetic diversity is good. We've done this to the the animals, the whales, yes, right? Yes. Yes. But with this one, yeah. Thank God all the weird esoteric ones died out before they could like properly mutate, right? Yeah. yeah. One of them made your dick fall off. 
Wha? <laughs> <laughs> the Papua New Guinea flu. <laughs> I'm glad that one's gone. Um, so <laughs> the PNG <laughs> the ping. Oh wow. Yeah. Uh, so it's hard to know the full scale that the toll influenza has taken on humanity, but uh, it's easily killed more than a quarter billion people. Okay. Uh, and it, I mean, it killed th- 30 million people during the 1918 pandemic alone, yeah. right? And every year now, it kills 300,000 people without a pandemic. Right. So, you know, a quarter billion people easily. No, yeah, that's pretty good. It's, pretty, it's a pretty big... It's pretty good. I, that's, that's, it's like, pretty good. That's like a sizable chunk. Well, it's kind of like drones. gun deaths in America, which you're like... Yeah, like kind of numb to that, right? Because it's over like a long period of time. That's true. Yeah, you're like you're like, oh well, a quarter quarter billion people over the course of human history is like. <laughs> I mean, it is a lot. I'm not trying to belittle that. Like, I just I'm kind of overcoming my own apathy. It's like it's like a eh, quarter billion, come on. <laughs> it's like, it's like we're doing one. <laughs> yeah, let, let me let me know when it's a full billion. That's like you know a hundred I mean? like, nukes. Let, let me let me know when <laughs> you hit a full billion. Disease. That's great. That's great. <laughs> yes. Yes. Ebola killed a whole village. <laughs> Wiped them all out. Wait, we are very numb. That's true. That's true. All right. All right, everyone. It's because of books like The Watchmen. <laughs> all of New York was just gone in an instant. Was it worth it, Ozymandias? Yeah. Some would say so. <laughs> Some would say so. <laughs> all, right. all right. So we're going to take a break. And when we come back, let's talk a little bit about them animals that are getting infected and causing all these problems. You know how HBO is turning just into Max now? Yes. Do you think when do you think SNL is gonna immediately jump on like Maxi Pad as like huh. a joke? Uh, that's try- that's a pretty good direction. I'm trying to think of what that means. But uh, yeah, I'm, I, that's difficult to maybe tell. It's a, maybe it's just like when they have their own Fire Stick, like an Amazon Fire Stick. They call it a Maxi Pad because it's like so you're kind of kind of mixing pads and tampons a little yeah. bit. And just, and well, well to them it's just like it's just like a uh, it's just a remote, but they want a, they want a nifty name, right? So it's a Maxi oh, pad. okay, yeah, that's smart. That's smart. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, it would be called they call it a Max Pad, but because of how they do their fonting, there's an yeah, eye in the middle clearly. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or it's kind of like an iPad, dude. So it's like a, a Max iPad. So yeah. it's a Maxi Pad. Yeah, you see, dude. it all yes. works together. Yes. Um, such a stupid. I just, I don't, I don't get these guys. Yeah, I don't get these guys. I don't know. I don't get them either. It's weird, man. They had some analytics uh, that the like the Discovery people did, yeah. where they're like, in the HBO app, people will like be navigating for only like a minute max before they find some video that they want to watch, and then they watch it. But then in the Discovery app, they take several minutes to find what they want to watch. So that means that people oh, wow. are, are like serious? looking around more, and that's great. Oh, no. And it's like, <laughs> do you oh, guys not understand? <laughs> like, oh, no. That's, that, that's like exactly what people don't want to have to do is fucking like root around to find something good. That's pretty fun. <laughs> that, that's awesome. Dude. Yeah, I, you know, uh, well, whatever. Yeah. Anyway. I'm very jaded as a bartender. <laughs> That's true. I'm That's very true. jaded. I'm outside of the system. Yeah, you've yeah. seen a lot of stuff. I've curdled. All right. I can't tell. If th- this was our break. <laughs> <laughs> this was the break. And then now it's we're like, back. It looks like a heart attack. <laughs> yeah. All right, all right, all right. So we're back, guys. Yeah. So let's talk about hosts. Mm-hmm. Um, we've kind of already um, I, I spilt the milk. We name tip, dropped. Tip the dip. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You tipped the dip. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like spinach all over the floor. Uh, you know, birds, pigs, humans. 
Yes, indeed. Okay, so for influenza A and B, the big boys, the primary animal hosts are birds and humans, respectively. Okay, oh, so, so, okay. So A, primary, primarily birds. B, primarily humans. Okay, interesting. Okay. Uh, influenza B diverged from influenza A something like 4,000 years ago. Oh, okay. when Abraham moved. Yeah. I'm just trying to, a lot of our audience thinks in biblical time. Yeah. So in biblical time, that's around when Abraham yeah, left. He was doing uh, his thing. He left Ur, right? Or Urduk. So have you heard this whole thing <laughs> about, about Adonai being like the, the god of like very specific, like, like geographically confined gods? Like the whole idea is that like Adonai like legitimately cannot be prayed to and cannot help people outside of his geographic territory. That was like his birthright. I kind of like that idea. So so wait, when you say this is an idea, do you mean like like modern Wiccans are promoting no, no, this? No, 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 no. That 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 that's like uh, anciently how it what was they considered. Yeah. So so when they're like, I am your God, thou shalt have no other gods right. before and, me. And, he didn't just mean like in the sense that I'm your God. It's like also this plot of dirt yeah. is my God space. Yeah, yeah. This is my space, and that's one of the reasons why the exile was so devastating. Is because mm. they were they were physically banished from the domain of their god, and so their prayers could mean nothing because they were no longer in his okay, wait. domain. Okay, wait, how did God help them back out then? Yeah, so so in the Bible, they wrote this in, basically. They were like, they were like, Adonai got mad, and he, like, usurped the thrones of other gods to become, like, the primary god. So oh. now, now all territory belongs to him, and it's chill. But, like, previously, wow. he had, like, one spot. That sounds like... Some real bullshit. <laughs> well, no, I kind of like it, though. It's kind of like very sh very Shinto. I think it's fun. You know? Yeah, no, it is cool. I think it's more fun that way. I, I always really like thinking about how monotheism is really just a bunch of polytheistic bullshit. Yeah, yeah. That, like, yeah. kind of got, like, fucked up. <laughs> like, a bunch of nationalists whipped well, yeah, in, yeah. like, the state yes. of the early Israelites. Yeah, yeah. Well, there was the whole thing, too, with, like, Asherah being sort of dethroned. As right. like because she was Adonai's consort and everything like that, but then they were like, it's too complicated to like have two people that you can yeah. pray to. So like, it's just Adonai. Yeah. Um, Crazy. Anyway, I'm glad All we right. did that. That's not staying in. Yeah. Nobody cares. Yeah, but yeah. like, uh, <laughs> uh, what were we talking about? I'm part of a movement called Paleo Jew, <laughs> 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 and I both worship Adonai in only very specific, discrete geographical spaces, and I eat grass yeah, burgers. It's, it's also a diet. <laughs> it's a whole lifestyle. Um, okay. Well, now I got to keep it all. <laughs> so, so influenza B diverged from influenza A four thousand years ago, like Nathan said in the times of Abraham. <laughs> <laughs> and pretty much just sticks to humans. Like, occasionally they'll find influenza B in birds and pigs, but those animals probably got it from us, and they don't really transmit it within their populations. That's interesting. So influenza B is just, like, really sticks to us, and we get it seasonally. Mm. It's, like, seasonally influenza A is back around. Why or is B, it sorry. seasonal? Uh, does yeah. winter bring it? Like, the zephyr? Like, why? why? Yeah, so it probably, probably mainly has to do with sort of, like, a sweet spot of temperature and humidity that oh. happens. Um, and so, like, you'll see flu seasons, they occur in the two hemispheres in sort of their inverse seasons. Like, it happens uh, in the winter in the northern hemisphere and then in the southern hemisphere's actual winter. Uh, and so this, is, is it that the temperature and humidity sweet spot, is this, like, the best time for the virus mm -hmm. to propagate? Uh, it's the best time for it to survive outside uh, Right, we're going to kind of talk about that a little bit later. Mm -hmm. All yeah. right, okay, well, anyway, so let's move on then. Yeah. So that's influenza B. 
Yeah. So influenza B is otherwise very similar to your typical influenza A. Like right now in the U.S., about 60% of flu cases are caused by A and 40% are caused by B. So it's not like B doesn't exist or some like pansy bullshit. Yeah, you really, you were throwing pansy into the nose. Yeah, well, so, because influenza A in my mind, and I this may just only be for me, but in yeah. my mind, it's the one that can cause pandemics. So like I automatically assume influenza A is more right, deadly. It's right. like it's out there all the time. It's like it's a majority of cases right. by a lot. But no, and B here, is no dog face pony yeah. soldier. <laughs> if, if there's no malarkey to be if there's nothing else then like at least biden did that right yeah, yeah, yeah. you know like even no other accomplishments yeah dog face pony soldier no, he actually passed quite a few things no he's done great i feel so bad but i'm saying Biden. even if he never did anything else yeah dog face pony soldier. it's funny right because he you know he talked about that at the correspondence dinner right i didn't actually watch any of it but apparently he was like making a lot of jokes about how old he was uh-huh. and he also made a, a dark brandon Meme references. Nice, nice, yeah, nice. I mean, that's good. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's good. It's good. JFK didn't like make references to all the memes about him fucking Marilyn Monroe. You know, it wasn't <laughs> that cool. There were a lot of memes. Out there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There yeah. were a lot of memes. It's like carved into stone because it was back in the old age, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, in in when he was uh, on the day he was assassinated, <laughs> as he was going through the parade, there was a guy holding a sign, Somebody, right, really? which is like the original memes, right? And the sign that he was holding said. Uh, JFK, I hold you and your policies in complete contempt, which is an amazing sign to be yeah. holding, because, like, that's a huge sign, right? Like, yeah, how do you yeah. get all the words on there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Love it. Original memes. Is that the original? That's Wait. the first meme. Really? No, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I guess I don't... memes are annoying, because, like, they're one of those things that people, some theorists will define as expansively as possible. So, yeah. like, the first meme is language. Yeah. And you're like, fuck you guys. Yeah, not useful. Yeah, a meme is like a clip from JoJo. <laughs> yeah, it's like Mimi. Yeah, it's like, it's, uh, it's, anyway, whatever. Yeah. Ugh. Ugh. It's it's good that we live in a country where we can get mad about memes. Yeah, that's true. Wow. Okay, okay, okay. All right. Going off topic a lot. So look, uh, B is not a pansy. Yeah. But in terms of pandemic potential, like I just said, B does not seem as likely as A, to cause a pandemic, in part because A picks up mutations and changes by being in a bunch of different hosts uh, and then hopping into people. Right. Whereas B really just sticks in people. Okay. And so our immune systems kind of factor that in and sort of deal with B Hmm. as the seasons ebb and flow. So, like, we don't really get pandemics out of B. It's mainly A. Um, and influenza B can perform what's called reassortment or okay. swapping genetic pieces. Right. We, we touched upon virus. this in the last episode, right. but it's worth saying again because it's like kind of the big. This is actually the big top line thing of all the episodes. Really, is the reassortment. Yeah. Principle. Yeah. And and I'm I'm calling it out a little bit here because A definitely does a lot of reassortment. Right. B also does reassortment, but A and B do not reassort well together. Okay. So they, they, they don't really mix and match all that well right. and form productive virus all And that since well. A can hop uh, different species, different hosts, um, and is more prevalent, the fact that it can reassort uh, more freely is more problematic. Whereas yeah. with B, the fact that it can't reassort with A kind of is the reason B is more, it is more of a pansy, if you will. It, it helps, it probably helps to keep B from becoming pandemic. Right. Uh, so for many big influenza A boars that we talk about, we're talking about like H5N1, H1N1, H7N9. Those are some of the numbers out there, the okay. H and the N. Those are all in birds. Yes, the primary host is typically birds. Right, and that, that, saying primary matters because like the secondary host will be like 
Chinese guy or something. Or an American. <laughs> yeah. It's not just China. <laughs> Definitely an American this time. Yeah. We're deciding. Uh, a Mexican pig. <laughs> Sometimes. Right. Sometimes Mexico. So humans are certainly major hosts for some of these strains, as are pigs. Well, we'll get into the pigs a little bit later. In terms of strain diversity and all of that... Influenza A guys typically are very happy in birds. Like, birds will have a lot of different strains mixing around in wild populations. Why is that? What's, like, good about birds? Uh, I think influenza A is very well suited for the biology of birds in terms of, like, what um, what proteoglycans they're binding to on the cell right. surface. But also, they infect different parts of birds. So That's like, interesting. So, in humans, right, influenza is an upper respiratory illness. So, like, we'll get a stuffy nose, we'll get a cough, things like that. But in birds, it's a, like a digestive issue. Right. In some emus, it's all cloaca. Which <laughs> <laughs> is actually a delicacy in Australia. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, those bogans. <laughs> Emu cloaca. <laughs> oh, this man. one's frothy. <laughs> that is, oh, fuck me, God. That is disgusting what you just said. This is going to fuck wow. you. Um, so, so birds will actually spread the flu around in their poop. Yeah, right. So, so right. it can get into water supplies and spread from bird to bird pretty easily. Um, and, uh, and yeah, they're, they're just pooping it out, okay? When we talk about wild populations that carry and transmit the flu a lot, we're usually talking about waterfowl. So, like, ducks, geese, swans, and uh, sometimes, like, gulls and shorebirds and stuff like that. Yeah, a lot of birds we already hate. Yeah, and a lot of them are migratory species. Yeah. So they can fly around and transmit that flu all over the place, right? Wow. So I think... Uh, I mean, but like, it's like, once they poop the flu out, it's not like the flu lasts in their poop a long time, right? It can. How long? It can. So avian flu seems to be able to hang out for maybe a week at room temperature in wet bird poop. Wow, okay. And then maybe a couple of months in like <laughs> cold, wet bird poop. Like that's 40 like degrees, all the bird poop, though. 40 degrees Fahrenheit. Wow, that's crazy. Right, so it, it, that's like months. Winter. Right, I mean, like, kind of l- late winter or early winter. Yeah, it's like yeah. 40 degrees. And right? in cold, salty water, you can have functional bird flu virus hanging out for, like, half a year or so. So that's fascinating. Why the hell? It's so funny, I guess, just because human, humans do not like cold, salty water. But I guess why wouldn't a virus, I suppose? Yeah, so so uh, the, the cold part is maybe not hard to understand. With right. extra heat... You're sort of like denaturing stuff. Yeah, and, and you're like vibrating spray. the virus and yeah. it's like moving around. Right. Uh, so cold maybe makes sense. The salty part is maybe a little bit complicated, but uh, one factor is that like very, very pure water will ultimately sort of destabilize proteins also in some right. cases. And especially the the chaos impurities that is yeah, a virus yeah. is defeated by pure holy water. Yes. It's just you focus kind on of. purity. Kind of. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll buy it. The pure destroys the impure, if you will, <laughs> in, in the platonic dialectic, uh, you know, kind of in a more Aristotelian yeah, understanding of yeah, elements. Yeah. It's because of the chaotropism. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah, the yeah. saltiness. Yeah. I, I already lost myself. <laughs> like, I'm by the third word. So then you just but, say what you said. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, what people need to know. So That's cold, my brain. Cold, salty water yeah. can keep functional bird flu hanging around for like half a year. So if so. you don't want any bird flu, but you got birds nearby you, just like surround your house in warm, like warm, fresh water. Like a moat. Like a moat of yeah. warm, fresh water. Well, yeah, I mean, the issue is that Especially some birds are like moats. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's true. Right? And then you get a lot of birds hanging out in that moat, pooping on each other. Oh, yeah. Okay? That's dangerous. Yeah, I have like a lot of flu there. <laughs> so. Just like electrify uh, your water. I, I will say that wet bird poop isn't typically something we try to associate with. 
Right. So in the human context, most viral transmission is from respiratory droplets, like coughs and sneezes and shit within six feet of each other. Right. That like we're, we're sneezing on one another. Right. People getting it from birds can happen. It's usually like a mass agriculture thing. Right. Right. Like some guy who works with birds all the time. Yeah. Yeah. um, Mass goose and duck farms in China, like a chicken farm in America or something. Yes, it can happen that way. And in that case, wild birds may transmit it into the population of like chickens or something like that. Or there's a certain type of cockfight. That's actually a bird and a and a jock from a from a fraternity. Oh, tell me about that cock. Well, and so that one, you know, the cock gets nipped up a lot usually. It does. <laughs> unless they win fast. Yes, it does. Right. Now luckily that's banned in most states. <laughs> it should be. Right. Where where is it not banned? Well, that's the thing, is in Texas around oh. the border. Right? Which is why Corpus Christi is where one of the <laughs> the H one peen one. There's a lot the, of the, the influenza came out lot, of there. A lot of chewed up cocks in Corpus <laughs> Christi. <laughs> <laughs> That corner of the car. Oh man! All right, all right. Um, so uh, little <laughs> little spit droplets can have active virus that hangs out on surfaces, sometimes staying for hours. Yeah. Okay. But if you wash your hands, the surface thing isn't really the main route of getting sick when it comes to influenza. Yeah. It really is like you're nearby somebody, they sneeze directly into your mouth, and then now you're sick. Yeah. Right. It, like, low-key makes sense, right? Because, I mean, like, if it was really that easy to get bird flus from birds, we'd, like, always be sick with bird flus, right? Oh, well, I'm, I'm just talking about human-to-human transmission at right, this right, point. Right, right, it's right. just, like, how, how does one human give influenza to another human? Yeah. Usually it's through respiratory droplets by, like, yeah, sneezing on somebody yeah. or coughing on somebody. Right, right, right. Um, so, as of right now, the two main influenza A strains that are circulating around the world are H1N1 PDM09 and H3N2. <laughs> H1N1 PDM09 just sounds like um like a ER meets Beverly Hills 90210 <laughs> spin off. H1N1 PDM09. <laughs> like a bunch of really sexy food yeah. actors developing vaccines and jabbing each so other. So the the, P- the PDM09, the PDM is pandemic. Ah, okay. This is the H1N1 strain that caused the pandemic in 2009. Ah, oh, there you and go. And so ever since that pandemic in 2009, that same strain of bird flu has been going around and getting people sick over and over. Wow. Uh, so it, it is still, or sorry, swine flu. That was the swine flu pandemic. Kind of gives you a sense of how seasonal COVID will be for how long. <laughs> yeah. I was actually reading an interesting thing where uh, so far they haven't seen any evidence of COVID like truly entering into uh, a seasonal Kind of thing, the same way that flu is. Interesting. There's just always a little bit of COVID. Uh, like that that little mini waves keep coming up and down. Right. And sometimes, like based on the season, like maybe, you know, the wintertime seasons, this will, the wave will get a little crest higher, mm. right? But that like, even in random, like June, you'll have another little bump up and then it'll come down. And then September, it'll come up and come That's down. That's interesting. And so rather than having like a, a once a year, several months of flu season, it currently is more like six, seven times a year you have a COVID wave and it goes away. Interesting. Um, and they're not really kind sure why Kind of just around baby, baby gender reveals in Orange County. <laughs> gender reveals. It causes w- like one ripple, along with starting a fire. Like across the entire state and nation. <laughs> you can see the COVID outrunning the fire a little bit. Um, okay, let's take a break. And when we come back, let's talk about the piggies. All right. 
The following is an actual advertisement. Tired of the same old podcasts every week? When you're ready for something different, come give us a shot. Greetings. We're technically a conversation, a podcast for curious people by curious people. Every week, we take turns sharing a new topic, and the other host has no idea what the topic will be. Our topics are all over the place, from light and funny to dark and sometimes spooky. We've covered everything from true crime, historical events and people, pop culture icons, the supernatural and occult. I like that. And legends and folklore. My favorite. We're like the Dollar Tree stuff you should know. Except completely different. <laughs> no matter what the topic is, we try to make the episodes funny. Yeah, you may not want to advertise that. Our jokes aren't very good. What are you talking about? My jokes are fantastic. <laughs> Hey, I get paid to laugh either way. Wait, you get paid? Check us out at technicallyaconversation.com, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Shout out to the 11 and a half people that listen to us on Google Podcasts. Wait, you said you were getting paid? All right, so vis-a-vis the pigs, I, I've kind of brought them up a couple times, slightly erroneously, right? Because the two primary hosts are actually birds and humans. Mm-hmm. So where do pigs come into this story? Yeah, so there is not really a strain where pigs are like the main dudes right. that are getting it. Right, kind of the pigs are the unfortunate animal that like both birds and humans want to fuck. Yeah, but you and know. so we'll have the same sexual partner. That is absolutely correct. Right. Yeah, I've seen the way swans look at pigs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so. It's getting traded between geese and humans. I <laughs> Like swine. Right, <laughs> right before the break. Uh, I talked about the 2009 pandemic. That's a swine flu pandemic. And so it's it's interesting, like, why, why swine? Why swine, right? Yeah. And uh, they're interesting because unlike a lot of other mammals, they seem to be, like, very cool with catching influenza from both birds and humans. That does seem really weird. Like, aren't birds actually kind of, like, quite different from, like, the rest of us evolutionarily and shit? Well, they're not mammals, yeah. They're yeah, reptiles. Yeah, so what, what's the dealio? Like, yeah, yeah. Like, well, no, yeah. No. Why is I mean, that? It, 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 like, humans and pigs make sense. I mean, I, I like, half of my organs are pig organs. That but is like, true, yeah. birds? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What the shit? No, it is strange. Because yeah. actually, I mean, so, relatively consistently, there is a shitload of bird flu out there all the time. Yeah. Most mammals do not get sick with bird flu. Which, again, kind of makes an intuitive sense, because they're, like, super different animals. Yeah, and occasionally, a mammal... One individual will get sick with bird flu from a bird, yeah, and then we'll have a very hard time passing it to anything, and yeah. it just like will end with that right. one animal. Pigs are surprisingly good at passing both bird flus and human flus amongst That's other pigs, and it's a sort of a little bit of a mystery as to why pigs are so good at being little influenza are incubators. There any theories about it? Uh, they think it has to do with like just very specifically the proteoglycans that are on the. Basically, the proteins on the surface of pig cells yeah. are like sort of by chance, kind of similar to the ones in humans and the ones in birds. Wow, bummer! And you can't just eat a different thing. I mean, it's like all I the things know. we could eat, but bacon's so good. It is good. Yeah, so hard. Okay, okay. Yeah. I, I'm gonna have, have you ever tried e- emu cloaca? <laughs> yeah, this <laughs> <laughs> is just not as good. It's funny you say that because there's this guy that had a bag of jerky that was on label the other day. <laughs> it's fucking the That's best thing I've ever fun. had. Um, uh, <laughs> all right, so this is kind of where we get to the fact that they like bird and human flu is where we get back to this whole reassortment thing, right? That's so. Bad. Right, and so as a as a reminder, what reassortment means is if you have uh, two viruses in your body, two different influenza strains, like let's say H1N1 and H3N2, different numbers, uh, they could infect the same cell, 
their little RNA gets in there. They're all making different proteins. But then what pops out is like a hybrid virus mm. that has some pieces from one virus and some pieces from the other virus. Yeah. Um, they're all influenza, so it you know they're, they're doing some mixing and everything like that. But this reassortment can produce a virus that sometimes is shittier, but occasionally is more infectious or right. more deadly, something right. like that. Um, and pigs in, are a perfect place for this. Yeah. In order for this to happen, necessarily, you must have a place where these two viruses can run into each other. Right. And pigs are just like the perfect like fucking a conjugal place for visit in prison. Yeah. And the 2009 virus that we're talking about is actually a triple reassortment. Whoa. There were three different strains of influenza that got all jumbled up and had a mix and match. And this annoyingly infectious H1N1 PDM09 came out of it and caused a global pandemic. Okay. Um, and they, they did that mix and match in pigs and none of them were originally pig viruses. So the the first of the three strains actually went from birds to pigs in 1918. Mm. So that's uh, around that uh, the Spanish flu time yeah, period, right? right? And so it, it was probably a fairly similar strain in that sense to the one that caused the Spanish flu. The second was transmitted from birds to humans in 1968, and then a human gave it to a pig in 1998. Oh, right. And then the third was transmitted from birds to pigs in 1998 also. Okay. Right? So... Three different time periods spanning a century, basically, right? Um, and all of those ended up kind of mixing together in populations pigs. Mm-hmm. until finally it reached the right pig. Yeah, and these individual transmissions happened across time, like we just said, but also space. Yeah, like those transmissions individually were all yeah. in different parts of the globe. But globalized livestock trade has made it for like American pigs to like spit on Hong Kong pigs and then like. You know, bang a Mexican pig. Right. We kind of talked about this in a previous episode, but some theorists argue that we're all just actually one pig. All matter in space-time is one pig zipping back and forth at the speed of light. Oh, or that we're all just encoded on the event horizon of a pig? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes a lot of sense. I feel that way. (laughs) Um, So... Don't you ever just wake up? (laughs) 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 Uh, Pigs seem very capable of spreading influenza amongst themselves... Uh, This is pretty unusual in comparison to humans, okay? Because humans also get bird flu transmitted into them. It actually happens fairly frequently. Like, it happens every year. Somebody will get some strain of influenza from a bird. Right. It's just human-to-human transmission seems pretty tough. Yeah. You need to make extra genetic changes within that virus. Uh, Like, the virus needs to evolve one way or another to be able to make that hop very easily to -to human-to-human transmission. Mm. So, we've we've already seen the the current uh, HPAI, the influenza that's killing a bunch of birds. We've seen that hop into people, Mm. the H5N1. It's just it doesn't really go anywhere. Right. Uh, It just will infect that person, uh, be pretty deadly. Right. It's got like a 50% chance to kill you. That's cool. And then nothing really happens. It doesn't go to anybody else. Um, pigs, in contrast, do not seem to give a shit. Again, is this kind of mysterious? Yeah, a little bit. So the organs that get hit with influenza virus is based off of something called tissue tropism, or the propensity of the virus to stick to certain tissues in your body. Um, and it's it's interesting that... Pigs actually have a lot of tissues that the influenza virus will stick to. It seems mm. like very forgiving in terms of its tropism mm. for a wide variety of bird flu strains, uh, as opposed to humans. Humans, they're pretty localized to a few different tissues, and in birds, it's pretty localized to a few different tissues. So, That's so, so pigs, there seem just more spots that it can get to. 
And overall, pigs are way more likely to get sick from humans. Like, human-to-pig transmission seems to happen way more often than pig-to-human transmission. Mm. So we're making a lot of pigs sick with our influenzas. And then some seagulls come over and shit on these pigs and then make them sick too. Right. They're getting it from both sides. Bummer. Okay? That's tough. So, the real talk with me here. Yeah. Um, Is it just influenza or do we have an easy time making pigs sick with all sorts of other human diseases. Like syphilis? Yeah, I mean, you, you read my mind. <laughs> I'm just thinking, like, there's a lot of open swine farms in North Carolina, along Appalachia. A, pig boys are some of the loneliest boys in the world. Yeah. Okay? You think uh, <laughs> I'm just a pig shepherd, you know? <laughs> I don't know if they call them shepherds, but... Yeah, um, <laughs> I think it's, I, I think it's mainly the flu. We'll they call him to Top Pig. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Top Pig of this year. Murder of pigs. All right, everyone. I mean, so can you, like, reassort, I, I know, like, influences within strands, but could you, like, reassort some human syphilis and some, like, emu gonorrhea? <laughs> <laughs> in a pig. Dude, did you hear Ian laugh at that? Yes. <laughs> Maybe that Ian hilarious. thought that was very funny. Yeah, yeah those things are bacteria, so uh, they yeah. don't reassort anyway. But then they real fuck, right? <laughs> <laughs> like, reassort's like the weird virus facsimile of sex, right? Because they're like yeah. not life pseudo. But like bacteria would just like fuck <laughs> and like pillow each other, right? Oh, wow. like, <laughs> <laughs> I guess I wonder... Let me get your DNA in here. <laughs> you may have inadvertently been correct, unfortunately. Uh, I, so there's a pig? Yo, you telling me... This is SVU now. Are you telling me that there's a pig with emo syphilis and Australian gonorrhea? Ice-T, how long have you been a detective in this department? You haven't heard about people fucking pigs. You know what I mean? Like, it's been many seasons. Man. All right. All right, everyone. That's the end of this fucking episode. <laughs> it's, it's over, okay? Uh, so, so look, I hope you enjoyed hearing about some of that past stuff and some of that background information on influenza. All right? In the next episode, we're going to go into some more of the molecular details on influenza, talk right. about its symptoms, which I think a lot of people are familiar with, but I'm going to give you kind of a rundown of, of the, the breadth of symptoms that are going yeah. on. Um, and then also some current treatments and stuff. We're going to imagine a few reassorted versions. Wow. We're going to reassort it with a couple other things. <laughs> Got to mix and match, make some Lego flues. Wow. <laughs> yeah, we're just going to talk about how fun those would be. Wow, you're really vibing. Yeah. You're feeling good about this. <laughs> All right, well, let's take a week break. Yeah, we're, we're going to say thank you to Stacy Song, uh-huh. our sound lord and engineer. Thank you. And then we have an email address. It's petridishpod at gmail.com. You can email us and ask us preguntas. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, and then we have a Patreon, patreon.com slash petridish. We no longer have our Twitter. We killed it. Yeah. Okay. What's the. It doesn't. Even doesn't, though we're blue check mocked. Twice. <laughs> What's the. <laughs> we paid for it. Yeah. Uh, we're, we're not leaving for philosophical or political reasons. <laughs> we were kicked off. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. Did you hear how Elon was all pissed off? Like, his lawyers tried to argue that some 2016 conference he did with Kara Swisher was, like, actually deep faked. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And that, like, it could not be used in testimony yeah. for some guy who, like, died, like, I don't know, in, like, yeah. a Tesla or something. Yeah. And the court was like, mm. yeah. <laughs> The court was like, I don't really like what you're sticking here. I don't love that defense because I feel yeah. like it opens a door. 
Yeah, I mean, it opened the door in my head. I'm gonna say that about everything now. Yeah, you deep-faked all of it. Yeah, no, no, no. They deep-faked it about me. They deep-faked all of it. Yes. You're they, innocent. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yes, yeah. I'm sorry. I lost track of what we were doing here. I was, I was trying to make sure you were guilty. Yeah. But that's okay. That's okay. All right, everyone. All right. We'll see you next time. See you soon for Influenza Part 3. Wow. Thank <laughs> you.